Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Can't we just have one easy week? Welcome to the OEO podcast, where we promise to allow our kids to join us after high school just in time. For us to bolt to another perennially overhyped football school podcast that hasn't been nationally relevant outside of that one time someone thought a ghost was a supermodel since we were in grade school. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Dubich. You can find him on Twitter. It's Brandon Dubich. Brandon, spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Not much, just riding out uh, Winter Storm Landon, which is pretty dang weak. As Seth and I know, this is not a winter storm. Anyone from the 219 knows this is this is soft. This yeah, is it's, weak. It's not even here yet is the problem. So just wait for it. Just wait for it. Oh, oh yeah. Also, I'm leaving for South Bend, too. Just oh. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, and reluctantly and half-assed joining us, as always, is producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter. Uh, Seth, you had a hell of a roller coaster of a week with us, huh? Did you enjoy yeah. bathing in our I had tears? To do a well- and- yeah. I was going to say, I did a wellness check on you Tuesday. We were really worried. Uh, glad to see you guys are doing well. Are you? I was yeah. never struggling. I can't wait to get into it. Like, I'm so excited to podcast about this because it's, it's, it's bananas. I, I wrote something down today that I can't wait to bring up because it, it kind of ties into kind of the stat, the state of the program, or at least in the fans. Well, hold so on, fred. the fans' eyes, uh, meaning probably the newer ones that hopped on in 2020 or 2019 or any of the other good years we've had previous to last year when we had 30 people injured. Um, either way, let's get into it. Updates real quick. Uh, Juwan Burgess entered the portal. Um, not surprising, right? I mean, I forgot that he was still here. And right. I mean that in like the most respectful way possible possible um safety depth is we have six left on the roster with two like one coming in yeah so So there's a lot of depth there i think maurice freeman's going to be an impact player next year back there whether it's there at the husky position it's he's going to be a stud and so sangetti is the breakout player sangetti is right bryson bonds has played a ton of snaps Mm -hmm. um you know i'm not worried about the safety position whatsoever and how has he impressed you? Has he impressed you with anything that he's done? No, he's fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's fine. But I mean, if we're going to lose our minds over two recruits, then we can't lose our minds for losing a fine player. Yeah. Fine the player. one thing that sticks out to me with him was the big comeback at Minnesota. What was it? Three years ago, maybe three, four years ago, where we were down 31-7 or 31-3, whatever. Peyton Ramsey yeah. came back, tied us all the way up. And then Juwan Burgess missed an assignment. Torched. And got absolutely torched by Bateman. That's right. Um, okay. That's enough Burgess talk. Let's hop right in. I don't know what Seth's doing. Um, oh, he's celebrating uh, a win over a 
like the last place team in the Big Ten. Um, news and stuff. Final signings are in. Brandon, we signed two people today. Um, one we had already talked about, Brendan Sorsby. What's his nickname? We give him the Sorbs. Didn't we? we didn't him... we come up with it last year? Brenny. Oh, I don't I like don't Brenny. I don't like Brenny either. Sorbs is like a hockey nickname. I'm not sure I dig it. I B think Sorbs. Sorbsby is too close to Sorgy. So let's go with yeah, B Sorbs. That's fine. Or uh, I'm trying to think what they would call him at Texas. I don't know. I don't know either. Um. They probably think his name Brandon in Texas, to be honest with you. Brandon. Brian. Ain't nobody Brian. named Brandon. Uh, <laughs> we talked about him last week. We can go back and you guys can go back and listen to him if you want. That's episode 73. New favorite um, player, though? Is it? Well, that's what I wrote down. I said maybe my new favorite player. But he'll transfer before the start of the season, if that's the case. So that's just what happens Your with my, my favorites. Uh, and the only reason I like him a lot is just based on some of the tape and that nobody really knows anything about him. So I'm not going to say he's going to, he's obviously, I don't think he walks right in and starts, but who knows? Who knows? He could be the uh, tie into relevant news going on nationally. He could be like our Tom Brady or something. Who knows? So everyone is just waiting for that's right. TV 12. That's right. Uh, the next guy we did sign that we have not talked uh, at all about. I don't even think we talked about an official visit with him. Um, defensive lineman out of Louisiana, a three-star prospect, six foot four, 280 pounds defensive lineman. And from what I've read and what I've seen, he's played both stand-up defensive end on the strong side and a defensive tackle position. So a good depth piece that could play either position, depending on what he does in the weight room. Do you know much about Jamari Monette? I'm assuming that's how you say it. Or Uh, Monet. He is from Louisiana. So I would definitely lean Monet. Um, but he's a top 50 in the state of Louisiana. There's a lot of studs in Louisiana. Um, you know, he's, he's got a mid eighties ranking on 247, which Good is offer you know, sheet, I think too, right? His offer sheet is insane. You know, he has, he has similar rankings to B Sorbs. Um, if you just want to look at that, um, I think he's a good addition in, in a position group that needs bodies, you know, I mean, Nothing about his tape jumps off, but you hit it on the head. I mean, look at the people who are coming after him. Um, you know, I think uh, I think that speaks to a prospect more than anything, more than the rating, more than anything is is who's going after these guys. Yeah. And if you're if you're in the company that Jamari is with, um, you want to be within those. Yeah. And, and Baylor, Baylor, Mississippi State, Missouri, um, just name a few. Texas also offered. Not so. North Texas. No, just no. Texas, Texas. So there you go. Um, you got me caught off guard here. Uh, final rankings. I went through and did them from all three of the major services, 24 seven rivals and ESPN, which I major is, is a big name for ESPN. As far as a college recruiting database, we'll start with them. Um, they have us ranked 23rd nationally, which is the lowest I've seen and fifth in the big 10, which is what I wrote clear anti IU bias on ESPN site. Um, IU football also, bias. ESPN Sorry. hasn't been good since like 1998. That's true. Boom. Um, the rivals rivals has is the highest at 15th nationally fourth in the big 10. Um, and that ties in as well with 24 seven who has, it says fourth in the big 10 and 21st nationally. But I think rivals has all of our commits ranked. Correct. Do we have Brandon? Okay. Brandon Sorsby is ranked on 24 seven. Yes. Yeah. He got now. an 85. Um, which is not bad. Yeah. 
So um, what do you think about those? Those are pretty consistent with what we've been at pretty much since uh, the McCullough kid signed. Since um, Holding John steady, signed. which is like, guys, go back and look what we were in the early 2010s. Go back and look where we're at in the mid 2000s. Like, this is unprecedented. I hate that word, but like, how can anyone be negative when we are consensus top 25, consensus top third in the con- conference? We've never been here. Like, people are up in arms, not renewing tickets, running CTA out of town crushing position coaches yet we're sitting here having history right in front of us like if this doesn't speak to the state of the program i don't know what does right like this is this is so much more important than than literally almost anything else Yet people yeah. want to get mad about position coach. It's it's and we'll get into it next. But yeah, this next, is so yeah. big. This is so big. I don't care which one you prescribe to or subscribe subscribe to. ESPN rivals or 247, they're all phenomenal. They're all records for IU. People sh- we should be talking about this and not the other nonsense. Yeah. Well, here's the nonsense. Uh deal and McCullough moving on, which is Again, and we'll t- I'll give you my perspective on this in just a minute. But uh, he's moving on. It looks like he's going to Notre Dame. It's official now, correct? Is that? Yes. Yeah, so going to Notre Dame, and is it for – it's kind of a step down, right? Just running backs coach? He loses the associate. Loses the associate head coach. Okay. Um, when it was rumored that he was gone, I had, I had read it over the weekend that he was going to interview – I mean, I, I mean, that's scary in itself, but I didn't really want to think of it. And then you dropped the bomb that it was actually going to happen. And then I wanted to jump off. See, of I didn't building. think it was a bomb. See, why? Why did you want to jump off a building? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I said I did write down in here. It was the worst day we've had as a football fan base in about a week. Um, and so thankfully, but the scary part was. Where where are his kids going to go? If he's leaving, they're coming here, pre- I'm assuming, pretty much because he was coaching here. Does that mean the kids are gone? Turns out, no, which was the part that kind of pushed me back away from the edge there. Um, again, he's, he's a running backs coach. It's important. He did, uh, he did recruit, obviously, his children as well as uh, Jabron Payne. So where do we stand with that? Nobody knew until yesterday, Brandon. So tell me a little bit more. Tell me about what the rumors you heard about why he left. Um, first off, what's going I mean, on? First off, good for him. Yeah, We want position coaches to get promotions. That makes our program look better. We want Kane Womax. We want Kalen DeBowers. We want Dylan McCullough's right? Mm-hmm. That helps bring people here. Like I read about him going there, like good for him, right? Good for him coming because you know what? We had Mike Hart and then we had him. I have, I'm pretty confident CTA is going to find a good running back coach. 
Yeah. Dylan McCullough got paid half a million dollars. That's the fifth highest of any running back coach, right? We're mm-hmm. going to be able to go fi- either poach someone or pull somebody pretty good because our we have a great track record of running backs coaches. So, like, I was completely shocked to hear you needed to be talked off the ledge. Apparently, the entire Peaks message board had a complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand this. It's all tied to the kids, Brandon. It has to so, be. Okay. So, it okay, let's say it's tied to the kids. You know how I envision his kids? They're the they're they're the cherry on top. We got to four bowls in six seasons without players like that. Yeah, true. Right? Do we go to the next level with those players? Of course. Right? Do they potentially get us to compete? You know, lay the groundwork for future recruits like them coming here. Of course. But we don't know what IU is like with these guys. We've literally never had them. Yeah. Ever. They're two mm-hmm. out of our top three recruits. Ever. Right? Yeah. CTA has won without them. I have confidence he will be able to win with people with players not like them. They're awesome, but in my mind, they're cherry on top. If we lost them, bummer. But we're talking about a, a linebacker and a safety. We're not talking about a quarterback. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, you're right. You know, I mean, how many times does a safety touch a ball? Right now, now a player like the son, an edge rusher, you know, we saw with, um, you know, TJ Watt that, uh, you know, they can make they can make differences in games. Um, so, you know, I think I think a player of his position is a little bit more important than than his younger brother. But I mean, holy cow, I, I, I just thought it was nuts. You know, I thought this was a good thing. And then apparently. I was completely off base. Yeah. I want you to chime in on this. What because you have Mike act, acting one way, me acting another. Are you falling in the middle? Or are you are you leaning one side or the other? I think it's the bigger deal is the generational impact. Is I think once you get over the fact that it's just him and not his kids, I think you're able to separate it and make kind of an unemotional appeal to it. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm I went through both sides of it because I thought. You know, it, it could hurt recruiting, it could hurt what ultimately you guys are building towards. But it sounds like it's just a, just the, the coach. And for the most part, a lot of those guys are interchangeable. So I think there's a lot more uh, fear there that's been quelled lately. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're going to get in for gossip. We in for gossip time. Yeah, let's do it. This is all up, up, up your alley. Maybe I'm just a sucker me. for it. Maybe I'm just a sucker for it. Mm-hmm. But like, I loved reading the message boards just to see people freak out. I like, like I love this. the, I love to live in the replies. I know when stuff like this happens, you run away, yeah. you get off Twitter, you get off the message boards, not me. Like I love just the sheer entertainment out of it. So none of these are guys. These are rumors. These are Twitter. This is message board. This is no one official saying this, but, but I'm going to report it anyway, because hashtag not journalists. Um, it's reported that Dylan McCullough said me or Hiller and CTA chose, chose Hiller. That's what, that's, that's one prevailing rumor was that CTA made the choice of Hiller over McCullough. Rumor number two is Walt Bell did not like him. 
Walt Bell and him did not get along, and CTA stood behind his new offensive coordinator. A more important Dillon, position. To what Dylan McCullough was like, great, well, I'm gone. Rumor number three. CTA did not consult Dylan McCullough on Walt Bell's hiring. Dylan McCullough felt like he went behind his back. That's not his. And, and he was unimportant in the system. And as associate head coach, he should have say in offensive coordinators. And Dylan McCullough was offended and left. Can I, can I ask you a question on that? I haven't heard that one. So um, I'm assuming you have a boss who has a boss at your job, correct? Yes. Okay. So, so if your middle boss, so your boss gets fired. Yep. The guy above him, he should come to you to make sure that whoever he wants to hire is good enough for you. That's what you're saying. Cause that makes That's a lot of sense. What people are saying. Though, so tell I'm me, saying. tell me about the, what I'm assuming you have one more. I have one more. And this, about one this one is, this one's interesting right here. This, this one is the most insane, but the one that got the most steam. Kansas City was going to fire him anyway, but allowed him to save face and leave. And he crawled back begging IU to take him back to where he never wanted to be in IU, and he was planning to leave at the first opportunity. That Dylan McCullough is just this shady dude who like went back, like he got... His girlfriend broke up with him. He went back to his high school girlfriend, slept with her for a while, and then moved on to the next best thing. Impregnated her with his kids <laughs> and then left. Um, I, you know what's funny, though, is that to me, that one is the most believable because you're, you no, go from, listen dude, to me, insane. listen to me. So, no, no, no. so not, maybe not to, not to that extent to where he came crawling back and like begged for a job. I, why would you leave the NFL? Why would you, you just leave don't like NFL? it? I mean, it happens all the time. Like Matt, like if Harbaugh, we're going to get into it. If Harbaugh was going to leave, Matt rule supposedly wants to go back to college. Matt rule hates it. Nick Saban. Oh, he's hated a wrong it. team. Matt rule. He's never going to win there. Um, but some, some coaches just don't like the NFL. Maybe, it's I different. mean, I guess maybe he wants to be around his kids, but then he moved his kids. He moved them from Kansas back to Bloomington. Yep. Right. So the Hiller thing doesn't make any sense. Hiller's very, he's obviously, he's very not good at his job. I mean, we've talked about that before. Yes. And I, I've, we've heard the rumor, oh, well, you know, Tom Allen's wife is best friends with his wife. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. That does not matter. Um, the Walt Bell thing, maybe like just because maybe Walt and him didn't get along, I get it. But then if that's the case, then maybe you do look at the Kansas City thing. If you can't get along with somebody that's your boss, then what happened in Kansas City? Why why did you win a Super Bowl? Have a have a year where you went to a Super Bowl and then you leave? Like that doesn't make any sense. They but were unhappy with the run is. game. This is what Twitter. So that that this this rumor was bigger on Twitter than it was the message board. That's probably well, it, why. That's because they didn't want they. Everybody hates Hiller on the message boards. That's why. And Bell and Bell has not even coached a second here. So. Yeah. So the, the whole Kansas City thing was kind of alive in the in the in the Feldman tweet and, and a whole bunch and some of the other parody IU accounts were running with this one. Gotcha. Um, I think they're all insane. I think they are crazy. I think he wanted to be close to his kids. 
And then he he came up with Marcus Freeman and he got a promotion. I mean, yeah. I honestly think it's easy as that. Like, yeah. like Noah, like Seth, unfortunately, put it like kind of pulled cold water on it. Like he's going from a two and ten team to a team that just missed the playoffs. Like that's an upgrade. Sorry, IU. Like in the current state of programs, that's an upgrade. And that's good for IU. We yeah. want people getting promotions. I don't know. I think it's all it, I did. I could not believe there was this much hate spewing everywhere. And I gobbled it all up. Well, here's here's my question. Mike Hart leaves for Michigan. Yes, and we promotion. didn't see we didn't see this kind of backlash, right? You didn't see any of that. You didn't see anybody flipping out, flipping out. Oh, why is he leaving? Is he leaving because of the offensive coordinator? Is he leaving because of he left right after DeBoer left? Yeah, right. So he left after DeBoer left, and then was it strictly? This has to be due to the kids. It has to be due to the recruits, and yes. nothing to do with the actual person leaving. Which, which I think you hit the nail on the head. Is the people that were freaking out were the people that this is all they know. Yeah. Right. They didn't sit through when we were, you know, 13th in the big 10, 12th in the big 10, 63rd nationally. Right. Like they, all they know is us getting amazing dudes yeah. and tra- and amazing transfers. And it's like, God, I mean, I hate to be that guy. That's like, you know, if you weren't with us now, don't be with us, you know, because you know, we're, we'll take anyone with open arms. Yeah. Hashtag LEO. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right that I think the the vitriol came from the new wave. That's what I was. That's that's the other thing. Or is it because we were coming off a two and ten season and nobody has any perspective, which makes sense. So everybody's mad because nobody understands. And I will hammer this point home. Eighteen starters out for the season, or seven. One of those, like something like eighteen people that had started a game were out for the season last year. Thirty overall players injured at some point during the season. You're not going to a bowl game. You're not sniffing anything resembling a decent season with that many people missing. It's not going to happen. And so immediately, with, if everybody you have like, those injuries, Desan McCullough this, isn't this. bringing you to a bowl game. You're right. And chances are, chances are, knock on wood, whatever, he would have been one of the 18. It's 18 out of 22 players at some point missed a football game. It's insane. And it had nothing to do with COVID. A couple of them had to do with COVID, but not that much. It wasn't like COVID hit this team hard last year. But that's that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. People see eight and four Gator or uh, Outback Bowl and or and then all of that stuff going down this down the line. And they see two and ten and freak out and they want the coach fired and they want everybody gone and you got to you got to have perspective on this kind of stuff. Yes. So the next point we have is IU football overall condition as we finalize the 2022 class. I kind of just got into it. I think we kind of just covered it all. I mean, honestly, we unless didn't. you want to add anything else, I think they're fine. They're missing a running backs coach. If you can get a running I mean, backs coach in and, and convince, I think the one person you need to convince, well, I guess the, the two people, three people, are the McCullough kids that even though they don't play that position and you need to convince the current running backs on the squad, as well as Jabron Payne, um, because McCullough recruited him directly. Now, you know what? Let's go back to McCullough for a second. This is another point that I've, I've read either on a message board, which I try to avoid or 
on Twitter. Why did Samson James leave? Why did Tim Baldwin leave? Why did these people leave the program? And why, why were we left with Stephen Carr and walk-ons? Did it have anything to do with the running backs coach? What do you think about that? Because he wasn't there when they were there. He didn't yeah, recruit I mean, them. That, that, that dynamic is so interesting. You know, it's the chicken or egg is, uh, you know, is are the running backs bad because the offensive line is bad or is the offensive line bad because the running backs don't make the offensive line good? You know, I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's tough to find out. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to speculate on which yeah, way or the other, but good. you're right. It's not, it's, it's not like the running backs tore it up. You know, I mean, it's not like we, ha- we had this amazing rushing attack that now next year we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I could see if that was the case. If Steven Carr ran for 1200 yards and was second team, all big 10. And he turned a guy from, you know, kind of, he was nothing in USC and transformed him at IU. Maybe I would get the people going insane. But like he didn't and it's new dudes. So, you know, the next coach will get a nice ball of clay to work with. And I'm excited to see how that turns out. Do you have any prospects, anybody that's been thrown around as far? I was kind of happy that Harbaugh was leaving because maybe Mike Hart would be an option there. Yeah, people have been joking about a running backs hot board. But like, honestly, I'm not going to get too into a running backs coach. Seriously. Gotcha. I, I mean, would you like to see somebody that used to play here? Man. Um, the, well, the only reason I say that is because on a tweet, somebody had mentioned Antoine Randall as a possibility. I saw that. I saw that. That'd be awesome. It would be incredible. And But again, you'd have to pay him the same amount you were paying McCullough or pretty close and probably give him the same tag. Um coming from the NFL. I think he's a wide receivers coach for the Bucks right the now. Lions. Or was it the Lions? Oh, he moved the from the Bucks to the Lions. Gotcha. Yes. Well, yeah, I'd want to get out of there as quick as I could. So maybe he will. Fighting kneecaps. What's his name? Had a really good season, though. What was it, St. Brown? I'm, a, I'm on. I'm a. Yeah. So who knows? Do you want to talk about no, the I'm in condition? Raw. I'm in Raw. I'm in Raw, St. Brown. Yes. Because you his family is... Egyptian heritage and all of them have Egyptian names. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Did he go to Notre Dame too? His brother went to Notre Dame, correct? Yes. I think so. Yeah. USC. Oh, USC. Oh, wow. I'm just taking Seth's word for it. I don't know. He's a producer. He's supposed to get this information. He's, he's, I don't know. Is your game over yet, Seth? It's over. Okay. They won by a lot. Oh, shoot. Oh, how do you know? Okay, overall condition of IU football. I, I, you've gotten my case. I think we're fine. So what do you, what do you we're think? We're more than fine. We got a four-star transfer quarterback coming in. We have two four-star running backs coming in. We have Emory Simmons coming in. We have Omar Cooper coming in. Like, I will paying be, coming in. Deshaun McCullough coming in. I won't be as excited. My, I will have... More tempered expectations this August than I had last August, but like I can't remember the last time. Well, yeah, it was last August, but like I'm almost just as excited. Like I think our program is in a, in fantastic shape. There's no one IU lost outside of Mike and McFadden that I'm like, oh, oh my god, how are we gonna replace that? 
Now those are pretty dang big shoes to fill, but oh, like Hendershot, yeah, I'm excited about yeah. our quarterback. I'm excited about our running back. I'm mm-hmm. excited about some of our young guys um, on defense. I'm I'm excited about to see who with this freshman class can can make an impact. Um, I, I think the state of the program is is great. Um, if you look at the players that actually play the game, if you want to get all tied up in the coaches, I, I, I got nothing for you. Gotcha, Seth. What do you got? Oh, nope. You're on mute. You muted yourself. There oh, you go. One quick question. Come on. Act like this uh, is episode 74, end. dude. Get the mute thing figured out. <laughs> the tight end with uh, Hendershot leaving and then also the Swedish meatball took off. Um, is depth going to be an issue there? No. No, you've got two big tight ends coming in in the freshman class. Uh, you've got... Um, you got AJ Barner. AJ Barner. You've got... Barner season. Um, I want to say... From Steinfeld is still Bloomington. there. Yep. So the depth is there. It's young behind Barner. It's really young. But, you know, Barner stepped in this season and made some big plays. Um, and, the, and the season before, he made some big catch. Now he had a little bit of a, a drop ski last year. But, you know, no big deal. We just got to get it, get him in there in the spring and get him started, and they'll be fine. Tight end is – is how do I say this? Tight end is not a massive position. It hasn't really been a huge position for IU for a very long time. And Walt Bell's offense used more H-backs than they use tight ends. Yeah. So, so a lot of our, motion H-backs. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of motion, a uh, quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand do, built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs. Guys, I'm not even kidding you. They're still doing this. They just ran on Tuesday. So check it out. That was yesterday from the day we were recording. Um, check out their club run stuff. Check out their gear, their shirts, their hoodies, their koozies, all that stuff, hats, stickers. Um, as a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10, LEO10 at checkout. All right. Now on everybody's favorite part of the show. No, 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 no. Okay. I do have four randos, but there are two topics non-football oh, related. About, I did that not I want to talk these. about a little surprise here. I want to talk Harbaugh. Oh God! Because he was going, he was gone. He's Minnesota's guy. Chris Carter on Good Morning Football almost guaranteed Harbaugh was signing with the Vikings. Signing whatever, going to be the next coach. Yeah. He is now officially staying in the height. The Vikings are hiring uh, the Rams offensive coordinator, but which doesn't make per- any sense because he doesn't call the plays. So, but as it pertains to IU in the big 10, this has got to app. This has got to be the worst. Like this is worse than losing Harbaugh, right? Because this shows that he's open to interviewing. This looks that he isn't bought into Michigan. This has just got negative recruiting written all over it. Like this is best case scenario for the Big Ten East, right, Bragg? We talked about this yesterday. I think he's got a lot of momentum behind that program. I don't know. You know, I don't believe in him, but I mean, look at that. He's a clown. He is a, cl- he's a well, clown. Well, PJ Flex a clown, but um, look at where where he just took him for the first time ever, and that we've been doing this for twelve years now. What, it, or something like that, 10 or 12 years now where we've been doing Big Ten championships and Michigan hadn't even sniffed it. He oh, he interviewed for another job on National Signing Day. Yeah, if that that's not good. isn't momentum to negatively recruit. That's like, true. 
yo stud quarterback. Why would you want to go to this guy? That's true. Cause he's like, just one step what away. Look what, what was Michigan's response? Uh, I sent it elated. to you guys. They were elated that he was back. Yeah. What was it? That's even a yeah, bad that look. It. Elated. Like, yeah. Company is happy. They don't lose employee. Like, <laughs> like what? Like that's insane. Like forget. I don't know. One of my buddies uh, put it like, uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. His response was pretty good. We're quote. We're so happy you interviewed with another team, but then came back. Like that's exactly what they basically what they were saying in their tweet. Yes. Thank you for going out there and testing the waters and trying to get your salary up a little bit. Thank you for coming back. It's so cool. You came back because now we're going to have to match whatever they were going to offer you and extend your contract even more free khakis for everybody. I think of one thing, Jim Harbaugh is petty, and I think he's still mad about the contract restructuring from last year. Oh, yeah, and I that's think this right. is all an attention-seeking ploy to get his name out there to claw back every nickel and dime he gave up over those over what, the next seven years, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And this is all just kiss my ring. What ring? Look at oh, me. I guess he does have a ring. Dang it. That's right. We'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out but like if i'm jj mccarthy i'm pissed like if i'm one if i'm a recruit i'm pissed um i'd love to see jj mccarthy trans i would love to see all these guys just mass exodus out of ann arbor um god and ah i just wish nothing but bad things um <laughs> to the harbaugh, harbaugh oh, to all of them really does that well, not not Joni. Joni seems really no? nice. So no. Yeah, because if that if she gets hurt, then that that hurts Crane. So just John and uh, this clown. John. They haven't Jones. lost a lot to the transfer portal. I'm just looking at it right now. Um, I mean, a, a handful of got just guys. And the last, last guy to leave was a safety on the 27th mm-hmm. of January. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that part of it. So, all right, what Did else you, you got? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll move on. Um, next thing that I wanted to talk about, cause I've been, I've been so not torn on the NIL isn't, isn't the right word. I'm happy for the NIL, but I've also just been saying how it just adds another unfair dynamic and creates more tears than maybe already existed. Now the person saying it, I think we all know, especially if you listen to this show that we make fun of quite often, but Lane Kiffin would like to see salary caps on NIL and he would like to see it more heavily policed and he would like to see a um, fair competitive balance as it pertains to the NIL. And he specifically called out Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher today on National Signing Day was like, it's still really hard to recruit. And just because we're better at selling our NIL doesn't make it any less fair. Like you can do the same things that we're doing. Stop complaining. He actually used more expletive words, but Mike doesn't like when I use expletive words. So you can use all um, of them except for the F that you throw around quite, quite often. Yeah, it's a children's show, Brandon. Um, uh, but, but interesting, what do you, what do you guys think about salary caps in the NIL? And do you think programs like IU can compete at the level of Michigan, Penn state, Ohio state? Cause I'm assuming that's what Lane's talking about when he's talking about Ole Miss in comparison to LSU 
Alabama and Texas A&M. Can they, can they compete at the same level? I, I still think winning is everything. I still think if you see IU turn around and have another eight and five year, another or eight and four year, a nine and three year, go to a big bowl, something like you're going to see that. And kids want to see these teams, like these teams, these up and coming teams. I mean, look at like, uh, I mean, North Carolina, I mean, North Carolina is recruiting out of their butt because they have some old grandpa coach that can somehow still pull these kids in. I don't understand how that's working. And they were so bad last year because they lost. It, NFL talent running backs and they had nothing to back it up, but they continue to recruit Sam well Howell stinks. and Sam Howell was, was terrible. But then you look at other, other teams like Nebraska should have all of the money in, in the entire state of Nebraska to throw at recruits. And they are terrible at recruiting, right? Yeah. They have there's nothing some deep else. pockets in Nebraska for sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing else for anybody else to put their money into in Nebraska. So they're like, hey, I'm all at Nebraska football. So they're going to give everybody that was really Texas accent, but they're going to give everybody that wants to go to Nebraska. Hey, do you want to be part of Tom Larry's Ford? You will give you a bunch of money in a car. And it's like, there you go. But then like, what what's are you going to do? We got Cuban. I mean, we got a lot of good big donors. But it's like Archie knows Archie knows about our donors. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, can we compete with Alabama and give a, a quarterback? Is somebody going to give a quarterback a million dollars? I don't Maybe, maybe if there's a stud quarterback that's con, like seriously considering IU as a, as a thing, maybe Tom Allen or somebody figures out like, Hey, can you give this guy a million dollars? So here? say Rex Grossman, you know, the next Rex, Rex Grossman is there in Bloomington. Right? Does Ken Nunn throw a million dollars to get five star Rex Grossman to go to IU? Gunner Keel. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So th- the only thing I keep thinking of is like you you look at somebody like Nick James, Dominic James, freshman. He's already got NIL deals going on. You look at his Instagram, it's all over his story. Look at Noah Pierre. He's got his own clothing line now. Like these kids will get. NIL deals, no matter where they go. And you're going to a Big Ten school where you're on TV every single week. Every week. You're what did we play? One, well, what did we have probably scheduled going into the year, maybe one Big Ten football, Big Ten network game. That's it. Everything else would have been FS, FS1, Fox, or ESPN. So you're on national TV every single week, like playing against the top talent in the country. You should be able to recruit kids no matter where you go. But so, so you, you think Lane is full of crap and you're on the Jimbo Fishers. I'm not on the Jimbo, but, but that's where the butt was coming in. I do believe in a salary cap to help level out because you're going to have, I guess who's going to the national championship game next year, mm-hmm. Alabama, Ohio, Ohio state, Ohio state, Georgia. Ah, like those three are going to be in the national championship conversation every single year because they can recruit over and over and over again because they have a giant pool of money now. You know what I mean? Like LSU has got a lot of money. I mean, look at how much money they just threw at Brian Kelly, but look how bad they were last year. So I I don't know. I think a salary cap would be good for the sport. If not, it's going to turn into, um, it's going to turn into the premier league and you're going to have five or six top teams. And then you're going to have everybody else trying to fight behind him. And then you're going to eventually get IU to be the Leicester, Leicester city one year, one out of 5,000 chance to win the whole thing. And then they'll win it. Love Seth it. wants to talk. No, you can't. 
I, I'm just never going to be mad at somebody for chasing money. I mean, every, all these kids should get as much money as they can possibly find somebody to give them. I'm never going to complain about that. I don't care about a limit on it. I mean, these kids get four or five years to chase their dream, maybe an extra three or four, if they're even, if they're pro level, dude, get every dime you can earn, go for it. What if it yeah, gets- but shouldn't that money be evenly dispersed throughout? That's what Michael's saying. That's what my, like, if Alabama's already spent their hundred million dollars or whatever it is, $50 million, then maybe they can go to Mississippi state or maybe they can go to Vanderbilt or maybe they can go to, you know, South Carolina. So are they going to the schools to make money or are they going to, because you have, you, you're not going to make enough money to make your family comfortable by going to college. I think it's not going to happen. Disagree with that. But well, I get your point. I get your think point. Think about what 99. I'm saying. 99.9% of the kids, you're right. And so are you going to college to get an NIL deal? Or are you going to college to get on the field, play in front of scouts, in front of millions of people, and make it to the NFL where you can have your dreams come true, where you will make multi-million dollars a year? And or or is your or is your your best case to sit on the bench, have one year of a million dollar contract and then when they find out you're no good or you're never going to play they take that away from you and you've you're sitting on the bench for four years that's also where the transfer portal comes in yes which has been huge for us um out and in um so that could also play a factor in it but it's going to be really hard for like what seth's saying because i but i do think at the same time and i'll stop blabbering about this is if you have a giant pot of money, an unending source yep. of, of financial resources, and you're down this five-star quarterback that you don't even really like, like you don't like you've watched him enough to be like, this dude's not really that good. Like, I don't really see him playing for us, but he's got LSU between us and LSU. And you can be like, here, dude, here's another million bucks. You can just come here and sit on our bench. Sorry, we'll give you a million dollars a year just to come here and sit on the bench. And you're like, $4 million is pretty nice. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the stuff you have to try to keep from happening is where you've got that competitive advantage just based off of money and not actually recruiting like everybody else is. There you go. Yep. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, Michael. I don't think it ever happens. I mean, because honestly, the, the NCA is never going to make life harder on the Ohio State, Alabama, USC's of the world. They're, they're never going to care about the Purdue's, the Indiana's, the Vanderbilt's, the South Carolina's. Um, so w- what we want is never going to happen ever. Um, but I, I, I'm at least you and I are in the same page. Um, producer Seth doesn't need to be. I do. I do think that you're not going to continue to see the same four teams every year. I do think that is is the truth. I do think that you, you've got Saban, who's very he's he's actually way older than what he looks. He's what in, into his seventies at this point. He's not going to be there forever. I remember when Alabama wasn't Alabama. Oh, they were bad. without him. He wasn't. They weren't what they are now. Georgia's had some down years. Ohio State's had. Never mind. Uh, Clemson was trash, dude. Clemson was not a good football school. They were maybe a bowl team, and then Dabo comes in and they turn everything around and have a couple good seasons. And look at them now. Now they're a decent powerhouse without an offense, but they're they're still really good that's all it takes if you can put together a consistent five to seven years of winning then you can build your recruiting base like 
I'm not saying like what we are, but similar to like what if I you can string together classes like that over and over and over again, you're going to consistently win just based off of talent and coaching. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a five, like four or five stars every single year to compete. Look at Cincinnati. So I don't know. I'd be happy with, with what Cincinnati did this year, just to get there would have been incredible. So, all right, let's move on. Let's get to Brando's Randos. I got one fun one and then two serious ones. I thought you said you had four. Yeah, I got, I actually had more, but we're running long. So I'm going to cut some of the other ones. All right, let's do the the two serious ones and then the fun one at the end. Okay. Both of you can only give one word answers. Okay. Okay. Then we can talk about it. Okay. Seth, do you trust Tom Allen? Yes. Michael, do you trust Tom Allen? Yes. Okay. Right? So, like, there, my, my point behind the question here is, you know, we, we still trust him. Can he be criticized? Of course, right? Can he do better? Yes. But we still have trust in the program. That trumps everything, in my opinion. Am I wrong, Michael, yeah. with that statement? Yeah. Are you wrong with the statement? No, 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 you agree with me. You yes. Me. Next question. Do you think people really want Tom Allen fired? Michael. Do I think people really want Tom Allen fired? Yes. Do, does he deserve to be fired? No, no, he doesn't. Um, he's had one bad year. Do you know what I mean? Like you've had one bad year after, after taking the team to a potential had Mike Penix not been injured, uh, a New Year's Six Bowl. And then you went to uh, the Gator Bowl the year before. I mean, how how big was that bowl for us? I mean, just that yes. one year is huge. And, and now everybody wants him out because of one bad year, because of a ton of injuries. I get it. I get the Sheridan thing. I get the, I get the, the McCullough thing now. I get the... Maybe the Hiller thing. I get all of that stuff. I understand why they would be upset with that kind of stuff, but you can't you can't judge him off of last year. You just can't. You have to look at the overall state of the program, which we've talked about a hundred times already tonight, and it's in phenomenal shape at this point. So, yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, that's all I got on the serious front. Just like because I just think it's insane, right? Like. I hope most of the fan base still trusts Tom Allen. I hope I hope most of the fan base doesn't want CTA fired. I think they're just both insane questions, and I I cannot entertain any other answers than the answers you guys gave for those. Cool. All right. All right. What's the Let's funny move to one? The fun, the fun question. One. Yeah. When you he- we're we're in winter storm Landon. Seth, who do you think of when you hear the name Landon? Uh, Landon Donovan, the soccer player. And then uh, my nephew has a friend named Landon who's a golfer diver type. What's that mean? Just that he golfs and he dove in high school. Like those were his sports. I mean, I golf, but I don't dive. Like competitively. Yeah. I don't dive at all. I can't dive. There you go. I love diving. My dad was a collegiate diver. Wow. That's a fun fact. Nobody knew that that no one cares about. All right, Michael, who do you think of when you hear Landon? 
There's got to be an easy answer. Right? Landon Donovan, Landon Jones is another one that I think of. Um, Oklahoma me. quarterback. Um, that was Landry. Think of, oh, was it? No, I thought it was. Oh, it wasn't Landry Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think of babies. That's it. I don't know. I feel like I know well, a baby Landon Turner. NCAA oh, champion. Landon Landon Turner. That's Turner. so right. Dang it. That's so right. It's all right. I I obviously I knew that. I went into this question knowing that Landon's such a weird name. You're right. Like it's like the trendy baby name right now. I hate it. Yeah. It's terrible. If your baby's name Landon, change it. That's all I got. Why is he looking at me like that? Tell your boy to stop looking at me. Um. All right, Seth. What do you got in your sack, man? Did you hate it because it rhymes with Brandon too? Like, Never put so that together, close. but no, like it just seems like one of those like hipster. I bet like Landon's really popular in like Portland. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine a lot of blonde curls. Let me look up Landon baby <laughs> name rank. Let's All right, see where this is. While at. you do that, I'll empty out my sack here. Sixty-eighth, right, by the oh, way, sixty-eighth. Yep. But in Portland, it's three. Let's see where Brandon's at. <laughs> Brandon is one hundred and sixty-sixth, as it should be. Michael. All right. Duh, twelfth. Oh, and then like 700 Seth. Uh, not right. It reached as high as the Brandon 60, Sorby's level 63 Brandon. in 2000. That was it. Sorbs. There you go. Okay. All right. Last set. week, last week we talked about uh, conference alignment changes, things like that. Scheduling changes. One of the other things that gets bantied about this time of year is rule changes. I thought of a couple that I'd like to suggest, mm-hmm. but I want to hear from you guys. So I hate OT. I'd love to see a game have to win on a touchdown if possible. I don't know. Uh, I want pass interferences to be a spot call foul. And uh, I'd like to see a two-minute warning added to college football. So I'm pretty sure. No, they didn't yet, did they? I would like a two-minute warning added. I would like the pass interference call. Have you seen that they're going to investigate fake injuries? That's going to be a new call next year? It'll be one of those emphasized things that's dead by week seven. You think so? Yeah. Because I that's going to be so hard to track. I mean, you can't tell somebody when somebody is faking a cramp. Do you know what I mean? Remember when like Tom Allen, the player, was like actually super hurt and he was getting yeah. booed. Yeah. By Nebraska. That was horrible. It made sense. Um, but yeah, um, so the two minute warning would be fantastic. I mean, not just have it at the end of the fourth quarter, have it at the two minute. Like have it in both halves. Like yeah, they have it. The exact other. same as NFL. Yeah. I love the NFL overtime rules. Um, what I don't, I do. I love them a lot. That is con. No, both teams have to touch the ball. No, yeah, no, both teams got to touch the ball. You say so you I want, want, I okay. I thought we were trying to change what the college was. Correct. No, I don't want to change what the college is. I was going to say that I like the over. If we had to change it, I would like to change it to what the NFL's done. But then they go to two point conversions. Like, that's yeah, so stupid. What are you talking about? The college one. Yeah, I don't want that. Have I you don't... seen it? It's amazing. Yeah, you're insane. The yeah. college version is so much better. If you see okay. it in person, you'll be like, okay, I get it. All right. Let me get it in my All other right. one here. And All then, right. yes, I'm with you on the spot foul for pot pass interference. I mean, you see teams like Michigan State, they do it a lot where they're just like, I'm not going to give up a touchdown. I'm going to give up 15 yards. And it's just so brutal. Like teams are starting to use, like, use it as a strategy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I forget what bowl game I was watching and they were like, you know, literally this is how dumb some broadcasts are. They were just like, 
you know, most p- penalized pass interference team. Then they also showed us that like haven't haven't a lot allowed a 50 yard touchdown. It was like, well, duh. Right. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, they got to move it to spot foul. All right. Yeah. My other one is uh, an, another carryover from last week going to the IU Purdue game. One of the things I'm always reminded of is IU doesn't have a mascot. Are you guys missing out on not having a mascot? And if there was a mascot, what would it be? Oh, man. On the day the commanders came out, I'm super happy we don't have a mascot. <laughs> um, mascots very rarely are cool. They're mostly criticized or made fun of. So I'm perfectly cool with having no mascot. Did the Steelers have a mascot? We had cheerleaders briefly in the 70s, and that got nixed. And then we had Steely McBeam in the late 80s, and that was absolutely I think I remember the way that this looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Google Steely McBeam, and it it didn't last more than a season or two. So you guys don't have cheerleaders anymore? No, Steelers have no cheerleaders, no mascots. Oh my god, Steeling McBeam is terrifying, dude. It's bad, bad. It's like it's like the Iowa Hawkeye had sex with with Purdue Pete. It's it's that's what it looks like. It's I'm dead serious. You guys need to Google this whenever you see it. Um, Steely McBeam. That's terrifying. I love blue. I'm just going to throw that out there. I love the Colts mascot blue because he knows he's a mascot. He's not trying to be like like a serious Colts mascot. He's just a fat blue horse that like gyrates around a lot and like knocks kids over. Like the, I go back to the pro bowl. Was it the pro bowl thing where he just blasted some kid, like just straight ran him over or, t- or just truck sticked him. I can't remember which one it was. It was great. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, Google that as well. Blue truck sticks kid. And it's fantastic. Uh, do I want IU to have a mascot? Uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm impartial. And if they did, it would, it would have to be the bison, right? But the bison, it would have to be a football only thing because the basketball team's not really tied in with the bison. Cause what else are you going to do? Are you going to do that weird? What was it? Herbie who not, not Herbie. That's Nebraska. There was some, something like something Hoosier, like Harry Hoosier or something like that. That was like dressed up in like candy stripe overalls and like had some weird big head. It was real weird looking. I'll see if I can find it. Go ahead. That's it. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to Google that. Don't say, yeah, let me think another of another one. rule in college. Can they at least clear up the the clock situation? I have no idea when the clock stops or starts or when it runs. Oh, it like it's defined in the NFL. In college, it's like why is the clock running? Why is the clock stopped? I have no idea. Um, and then another thing. I don't get is why do you only have to get one foot in bounds when the NFL is two feet in bounds? Like you got a bunch of kids practicing to get one foot in in college and then they have to change to two feet. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> That's what I want to go back to the bison. Please no. Please, Please look keep, at that. Please keep the bison retired. A <laughs> poor woman. Ah, just go to at Hoosier Bison on Twitter. One one word at Hoosier Bison, and you'll see the picture that we're looking at right now, and it's fantastic. I'm 100% in on that. And we're 100% done with the podcast, actually. So let's uh, let's do the outro stuff. Be sure to check us out on on Twitter. It's at Podcast Leo. 
be sure to download, follow, rate, review on all of our platforms. Tell all of your friends, tell them to do the same. Tell us how bad we stink, but make sure you give us a five-star review when you do it. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week when we throw together something at the very last minute again. I think this time we had an outline via the group chat. So fantastic. We take it very seriously every week and we make sure we're fully prepared before content, we hop content, on the mic. Content, so content, content. Well, well, we don't want any content next week. We want to have to have to pull something together out of nothing. No more coaches leaving. Maybe we'll have a running backs coach. Until then, we love you guys. Elio. 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 Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.